You are now tuned into Welcome to the Raw Zone, sponsored by Talent Wave, where many of your favorite celebrities have hidden talent. Visit the site to find out more. Email talentwave.info at gmail.com to find out how you could become part of the team. And we back and we back and we back and we back and this is Welcome to the Raw Zone. I'm here and I'm very honored um, to have our guest here today. Hailing from Oklahoma City, but has lived in Florida, Atlanta, and a whole bunch of places. Um, we're here with a very interesting individual. I'm trying to play your music before. I <laughs> Listen, man, even yeah. the iPad is hype. I appreciate it. No, see, no need for a DJ when you got an iPad right there. <laughs> um, I want to welcome. His bio says Anthony Hurst, but we're gonna call him Alvakine. Alva- Oh, I got it right this time. <laughs> How are you today, sweetie? No, I'm all right. I am so tired, though, and it is really cold outside. But shout I out mean, to Oklahoma, though. They're like negative two degrees right now. I, I hope know. everybody okay. Like, I'm praying for all of them over there. Even yeah. Texas got like negative three. I was like, what? Mm, I didn't think they would get colder than New York, but hey. Like, it's a, it's a weird day when it's semi hot in new york <laughs> yeah. and the rest of the world that you wouldn't expect to get snow get yeah. snow yeah and it's freezing yeah but then again once we leave from here it's probably gonna hit us just because we're talking wild shit right now <laughs> um uh, tell me a little bit about you because reading your 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 bio yeah, which bio are you looking at right there because uh, what, what's I, anthony hurst i thought i'd Erase that name from history. First of all, I'm not looking at none of your bios, just saying. <laughs> I'm from here promoting, playing music, doing everything. Uh, I just have a good memory for a pothead. Oh. Um, <laughs> all right, I see, I see. Yeah, welcome to the Raw Zone, everyone. Uh. Um, if my mom is tuned in, I'm so sorry. You already know by now. <laughs> if you don't, oh well. Um, see, I never, I never like, like smoking. You never like smoking? Yeah, I tried it one time in life. I mean, what about edibles? Those are even worse than smoking. You yeah, eat no, a they gummy are. bear and then like you are done for like I was done for like two days. I can't do those. But see, like that's good though, cause you know a lot of people like relied on it, especially with the COVID. Uh huh. You know, so like me, like I had, I like I have the actual, like license. The you got a medical card. Yeah. Ah, those are crazy going crazy in Oklahoma right now. <laughs> Everybody getting one. They just handing them out like candy. Well, listen, man, it's becoming legal like everywhere now. <laughs> <laughs> was in Oklahoma recently during the election let literally passed a legislator? They did. They passed a lot of make it make it legal. And you just needed your medical card. And I got friends that are just like grabbing the medical cards easily. You can get a medical card for a headache. I mean, listen, man, they give you a medical card for anything. We're yeah. gonna keep it a stack <laughs> with you. But um tell me a little bit about you because when I look at when I did my research, I'm like, okay. So it says he came out in 2019, but yeah, when you look at all your numbers, for someone that came out in 2019, you have numbers that take, like, on just Instagram alone, where I know that you want to say Instagram ain't shit, but <laughs> it's become a thing where it's become so popular that you, if you're not popping on Instagram, you're not popping at all. Yeah. So, you know, you've made quite an impact in your feet. I, I don't want to say field because or genre because you're kind of outside of your box. You yeah. know, your sound is not like a, other R&B singers. Right. You know, you have a little bit of a weekend, to- like, vibe. Yeah. Shout out to The weekend, Happy birthday, Abel. I love Ooh. you. Um, 
but you have it's just something about you right right so i can't put my finger on it it's hard to tell but it's like your music is like a trance sometimes like you do have like a lyrical flow to it but then there's some tracks you have that are like oh yeah trying to change it up sometimes (laughs) so this is what we're doing yeah but i mean i try to i try to keep everything as real as possible so like you'll never ask in any of my songs, like, yeah, don't don't cap that it actually happened. No, it definitely happened. I definitely had a girl who had a problem with anger issues, and like, I don't hit women, and she used that to her advantage, cause like, you know, she went for hands on me and everything, and like, I ain't about like I was, hey, that kind of stuff. I just I don't like it. But that's cause like being raised where I was, like, my mom's used to, you know, go through those kind of problems and like that imprinted on me pretty hard so i just can't hit a female you know i'm glad you like brought that up because um while you're saying everything is real some of this stuff sounds really wild though <laughs> hey yeah uh shout out to kevin gates my life a movie that's one of my favorite songs from him but nah. i mean he's definitely a good person like i like i love kevin, how kevin gates and and Drekka like made that whole united front. Yeah. So it kind of gives some hope to hip hop love and just entertainment love in general. Yeah. Cause the quieter you are, like I feel like the more successful the relationship is. Yeah, I mean, and Kevin Gates and Drekka, like yo, that's a wild story in itself, and I mean it's real. So but I it's it. true because out of all the times he went, he um been in jail, did a biz, everything. Yeah. Like, to have somebody stand by your side and not waver, not... That's just... That's just one of a kind. Right. Right, I feel that. (laughs) But yeah, no, no. Uh, The crazy stuff, no matter how crazy it gets, nah, it's still true. So you got your own Drekka for all of this? Actually, I do. And, like, in some of my songs, as you see with the whole polygamy thing, you ain't really gonna find a lot of women who ride for you so hard that they would try to polygamy. So, I do got one like that. And, you know, she's still up there in the city, though. I'm down here by myself. Alone. Yeah. It's been that way for, like, four months now. Fly her over here. (laughs) What? You guys could quarantine together. (laughs) See, and we could. Like, you know, I mean, I fly out sometimes, you know, for the hotel and everything. But, you know, she got a whole life up there in the city, too. I couldn't just ask her to uproot that again. So you started in Oklahoma. You started freestyling when you were 10. How did you go from the freestyling to the R&B vibes, and especially having such a gap altogether in music? I would say my goats, which would be Young Money, Wayne and Drake. I was listening to Drake. And, like, from where I was, like, in Florida when we were just freestyling, like, my dad used to play stuff like Life Jennings a lot and Mario and Neo, and, like, it was that kind of... So, like, I was always listening to the slower-type music and then trying to freestyle. It just kind of started eking in there like that. How would you define your music, then? How would I define my music? And and don't tell me R&B, don't tell me soul. (laughs) I want... An out-of-the-box response. Out-of-the-box. Okay. I would say emo country rap. 
emo country rap. Okay, explain this. <laughs> I got the time today. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, yo, like, coming down here, like, I don't even, I didn't think that I had, like, an accent. And, like, even now, I'm starting to speak more, like, Did trying like to speak more like you New Yorkers. But No, don't do that. I mean, I'm trying not to, but, like, it's just an imprint, especially when just talking to everybody. They all talking like this. I start saying certain words like them. And I'm like, man, I got to get back home. Yeah, but they you need, still. You need to go on a vacation back home for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but they still say stuff like, um, like I would say soda. Y'all guys, um, like, or pop and stuff like that. Like, y'all just, uh, people pick up on it like that. Like, just talking to somebody. They just be like, where are you from? I'm like, Oklahoma. I don't think there's a single person from Oklahoma down here right now. Yeah, that is an interesting thing, because especially... I never heard of a rapper from Oklahoma, and that could be just because they maybe they're not promoted a lot, but is the scene actually, is there an actual music scene in Oklahoma? It's Tulsa is starting to pick up. In hip-hop or just everything? Nah, in hip-hop. But Oklahoma, the music scene is what? Toby Keith, like Tim McGraw? Uh, who's, um, who's from... Uh, I thought that was Tennessee with Tim McGraw. No, I'm saying, like, the, just the country scene. Oh, but they just listened to it. Yeah, but no, somebody came from more. I knew this, and, like, I'm forgetting his name now. But he's a country. Like, he, he's crazy right now. He, he's all the way up. I, I listen to him. I just I can't think of the name right now. But he's he's out of more. They even got his uh, name on the water tower. Mm. And he has a restaurant down there. I'll think of his name before the end of this. I promise. I'll let you know. If anyone knows... The name, feel free to write it. Uh, shout out to Stormy Murphy and Bossy V on the check-in. Y'all dope. If you want to submit your music or you have questions for Alvakine, please write in the comments or email us at mnrbookings for, um, gmail.com for music, you know. So you went from, I still don't understand though, you started at 10, but why start now your music career? Uh, the, like, what happened in that gap in between? I never stopped. You never stopped? Uh-uh. I so never you just decided either. to break out in 2019 and say, fuck it? Yeah, that's pretty much what it was, too. Because, like, I, was, I wasn't good enough. I felt like I wasn't good enough. And I was paying for a studio. And I needed more practice. And so I literally had to build my own studio just so I can feel more comfortable. Because having somebody else record you and they don't really vibe with what you're trying to do, it just, it throws off the whole thing. Like, the whole song, the whole everything. Because you're not going to put your all into it if somebody's just over there judging it. You know what I mean? So, how long would you say it took you to record all this music then? If it took you a process just to find the producer? Well. Or an engineer and if that's the correct word. I started doing it all myself. And that's half the reason that I felt like I wasn't good enough because I haven't learned everything. So, like, I make, I write the song, I record the song, I mix it, I master it, I put it out, like. Do you find the beats or you make the beats too? You better tell me you Picasso on the beats? Uh-uh-uh-uh. Because I tried making beats and it would, I just, I couldn't spend another two years waiting. So, like, I'll find the beats online or, you know. People send me beats all the time, too. Like, shout out to those people. Who are your go-to producers, then? Go-to producers. Zane 98. Okay. 
and mm, that's like my main one. I'm found that I can't think of this other dude's name, but like I, I'll, I he's it's just two producers that I mostly listen for. Mm-hmm. But Zane 98 is one of them. And there's another uh, producer named Misery, and okay. he makes really good beats, too. Where are they from? They're from here? They're from... They're from... One is from Czech, one is from Germany. Oh, that's really dope. Yeah. Do you ever think of maybe going over there and, like, doing international or no? Definitely. I mean, uh, just looking at, like, the analytics and stuff, I see stuff from overseas, and that get me excited. But it's just, it's not enough to go over there and, like, try to sell out a show yet. I mean, listen, once you find the right promoter. Yeah. And, like, and this is what I tell people, like, especially right now with the COVID, you can't knock these virtual shows. All you need is just a good location and a good sound card. Yeah. And you it's pretty much set, you know, and just need to have strong Wi-Fi. So whoever, let's say, doing the show from, like, Romania, for an example... They'll send you a link. You know, you just got to make sure where, wherever you are, it's had a stable connection, a stable wiring. And like you said, like how you produce your own shit, you can do the same thing hmm. for um, producing your own show. Because I did that for my artist back in October when we did a DP release. Yeah. It's not really much of a hard process. It's just how much, one, how much patience you have to put, put it all together like throwing an event just adding a camera function so people really be doing the virtual shows like that i did i mean i was one that did it so it's not far-fetched for others to be doing it yeah you know and seeing as there's still people that are that the covid is real yeah you know let's let's keep it a whole stack like my mother's a healthcare worker she's working right now she sees it you know people were dying right in front of her Mm left and right and we're talking about in april at the height of it so like as much as i'm with everyone doing events on Mm -hmm. a normal scale we also got to be fucking realistic it's not you know the more you think we can fit a hundred people in a room yeah that'll make you money but that gonna make you safe Mm. i can i can understand that but i think with with everything going on like I mean, because even up there in the city, mm-hmm. I would hear about New York before I even thought about moving down to New York. And they were saying that you guys were just, like, ransacked by the COVID-19. They were saying, like, they ran out of room at the morgues, and they can't yeah, even bury people. Bad. They were putting them in fro- freezer trucks and stuff like that. Like, but everybody, like, a lot of people from here were saying, like, no, nah, we didn't see none of that. They didn't see none of that because we were stuck in a fucking... We were in, you know, when you're in court, like we were isolated. So from the month, from March 15th yeah, to like May, to May or no, this was after my birthday in June. So we're talking about like June 15th. We were forced to quarantine. Unless you were an essential worker, you were not allowed to leave your house. The only places you could go that we were allowed to were the, um, the parks, like the, the the actual wood parks, not the playgrounds. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So anything that had a greenery. So these people say, yeah, they don't see it because they weren't there to see all the bodies. Like, they used to make people in the hospitals, the security people, wheel the bodies into these trucks. 
There's so many unmarked graves. So it's just like, why are we going to throw these events illegally? Right. When there's so many safer ways to do it. Safer being the virtual shows. The virtual shows. And even if you're going to do events, do them under 25 people. Like, there's 25, depending on the venue. Just keep it socially distant. Mm, Okay. I hear what you're saying. You know, that's just me. That's just my opinion. I'm just a person that just sits behind the board, talks a lot of shit. <laughs> but also, your mom was a healthcare worker, so you probably you seen more than most people. I mean, I hear more because I was definitely not trying to make that walk over there. Yeah, it, it was too depressing. Cause I picked her up once and I saw them do that, and I was like, "That's more than I need to see." Uh, you know. No, I get that. Plus, also the COVID. If you lived in New York through that time, it just has you desensitized to death. Like, it doesn't, like, so many people die, but you can't be there to, to like, mourn. Yeah. So, it's, like, as if you're not even there. Mm. Nah, okay. I get that. I can understand that. But, um, with you, like, I feel like you could just, you have the potential to do so much. You know. I'm trying to. That's why I drove 22 hours to get to New York City. And you drove 22 hours to move here? I still got chicken salt plates on the back of my Challenger. And it's right outside. Wow. Yeah. Drove down here. Oh, right there. Mm. Take me back to the recording process with you. Now that you do it, on, you record yourself, you master, you mix. Like, what is the process for you? Um, people always have like different rituals. So, like some people smoke. My artist Ray, mm-hmm. that I did his project, he likes to drink tons of coffee and play video games while he writes. How can you write and play video games? It somehow hides in focus. Hey, all right, I ain't gonna knock him. I mean, if it works, then it works. I'll FaceTime him and he'll be playing a video game like the 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 P4 controls in one hand and the the pen is in the other. Mm. <laughs> My process, I'll just. I grab some liquor, I'll start an argument, and then, like, I'll just go ham, and now I'm just playing. No, I was like, hey. I do, <laughs> I do drink, a, like, I do drink, though, like, because I don't smoke, I don't do nothing else. So, like, that's all I can do. Like, I would get Hennessy or vodka, and, like, vodka and Red Bull, that's normally what I order. Like, at the clubs or anything, I want a vodka and Red Bull, or just a straight shot of Henny. You could do a straight shot. Like, I, my my body can't handle it no more. I used to drink gallons upon gallons of honey, and now my body can't handle it no more because I thought I could go big, go home, and now I'm almost 30 and <laughs> hated. Um, so what goes through your mind when you're writing then? Whatever I went through, to be honest. Like, I, I would start a song, and then, like, I'll get a text message from a certain somebody, and then, like, I'm trying to finish that song with it. Keep thinking about them. So then, like, I got to just save whatever I got, even though it just it's nothing, probably offbeat, everything, just mumbling, and then start another song just to talk about what what's happening right now. Like, whoever just texts me and what they're talking about, whether they upset, happy, or whatever. They're just on my head. So I can't stick on point to one song, so I got to just go ahead and make the song get it out the way and then go back to the other song. Okay. Or if if something just happened. Like, that whole thing, uh, let's do it again? Yeah. Like, that was literally, like, two hours after everything just popped off. I just set my studio up, studio up in this little little closet. Like, 
You released a lot between 2019 and 2021. Like, you started with Remember the Time, but then <laughs> soon as 20, like, between 2020 and 2021, you released, like, six, seven tracks. Well, you, do, you do you do do your research. I, I, I have <laughs> to. I'm OCD, but I can't. Yeah. No, like, that's nice. You, you do your research, definitely. I mean, yes, I have to. It's, it, it wouldn't be a proper interview, like... But um, what made you want to drop so many? Do you feel like it would have been oversaturated? No, because the way I had seen it is um, I see how a lot of these artists do it and how they say you're supposed to do it. But then there's one artist that did it completely different. And, like, that's the artist I want to be like. Like, I'd rather be independent and like him mm-hmm. than signed and, like, you know, somebody like wayne or something like even though i i, I like wayne and everything like that but uh, that whole thing with the the with baby and stuff like i prefer to be like the independent artist who's selling out shows because he's built his core fan base from the ground up because tell i'm telling you on instagram and on like all of these platforms people cap so much like they will pretend like their numbers are up here oh you talking about those in those um, insta those Spotify stories from 2020, <laughs> the one yeah. that everyone in the mofo that didn't do jack shit all year yeah. got like 15k streams. Right, uh, it was a lot more than that, but like, yeah. So even with Spotify, people were just like, I seen how to buy Spotify followers, mm-hmm. and like, I wasn't with that. I want to see the real numbers, so I know where I'm at, and like, build from there. Just the same with Instagram. Like, I could have just paid for the followers. But I see people who pay for their followers, and they'll have, like, 150,000 followers or even 15,000 followers. And then I got five comments. Yeah, because the engagement rate. Like, that's how people end up figuring out, like, hey, this person paid for this much. Yeah. Um, How do you measure both, then? Like, if you're not going by what Spotify does or, like, the regular algorithm, how do you figure that out? How do you make them... How do you direct the engagement from your Instagram into the Spotify? Okay, so Spotify, this a, it's a, I can't, I can't really. If somebody send me their Spotify numbers, it's a lot harder to to gauge with them. But if they send me their Apple Music numbers, Apple Music, I think that that's gonna be more legit. Oh yeah, because not a lot of people go on Apple Music, so when you know it's on Apple Music, yeah. You know those are the real streams. So, yeah, Apple Music or, like, iTunes is pretty much gone now. But, yeah, stuff like that, I can I can see somebody's numbers from that and know that they're doing better numbers on Spotify. But Instagram, I mean, people are literally buying their check marks and stuff like that. And I had the opportunity to buy a check mark, you know, and just switch the account name. I'm not going to do that. Like, I want real core fans and people who actually like the music and like me. So... Can you actually touch on that? Because a lot of people thinking that they'll go to a PR, they'll ask a PR, hey, I want, I have 7K, I have, we'll start from 7K to like 12K followers, yeah. right? How do I get my check? And then they're charging them like five, six, seven grand. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, at that point, it's not even worth it though. Like when I get the check, because we, we filed for it and we got a couple more things that we're doing so we can actually get it legitly through Instagram. Mm-hmm. Well, like, it's like a trophy. Like, it's a milestone. Like, why would you want to pay for your milestone? That's like paying for a Grammy. Like, you didn't earn that. Like, 
Why have it? That is so true. That is very true. Very true. Um, tell me about the track that we I had played earlier this evening. Lonely um, 2. Lonely 2. Yeah. Lonely 2 is arguably one of my favorite tracks. And that's just because, like, everybody everybody vibe with that one a lot. That one and last, last time. It, it, was, it was hitting on the bus right here. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it was a real conversation. And didn't exactly go like that. But it was a real conversation with a girl that she was saying, like, you know, you don't even have to be there. Like, I know you're sad, you're depressed, you don't want to be with nobody. You know, I'll be the same way. And you can be over there, I'll be over here type thing. So kind of like a star-crossed lover type of thing, they're going to be all mad far away? Something like that. (laughs) Something like that. More like I shouldn't be over here in the first place. More like, like like sad vibes was like oh yeah. oh the, I wasn't supposed to be with you but you know <laughs> what though you were that good right. okay <laughs> we'll go with that we'll go with that then but <laughs> yeah like it was more like that so yeah trying to tell her to do her thing you know and everything like that she was saying she'd rather be lonely and wait for me than to just you know live her life type thing. So tell me about last last time before we get into it. So last last time kind of touches on the same areas of that. Okay. Like I was just saying, I shouldn't be here. Shouldn't even be talking to you. So I'm trying not to talk to you or mess with you. And then somebody could do some extra stuff like, oh, I'm crying her heart out and doing extra stuff like posting online and like just making the whole thing hot so how do you feel about girls like that i think like, can, we, can we talk about this right now because i'm a female and i see a lot of petty ass shit on the gram lately. i think they are very toxic and i think that the ones who cry the hardest are probably the ones who is definitely in the wrong like you could have a great guy right Who's actually doing everything for you and same thing, vice versa. And then you're bitching about how they couldn't come to you one day because they had the motherfucking work. Right. Like, what (laughs) the fuck? Now, that's the real shit, though. Like, there's there's really girls like that. Definitely. And the worst part is guys like that, too. And then they gossip like bitches. (laughs) Call it pillow talking. (laughs) Yo, it's like... I don't know the. I don't want to say bromance pillow talking, but I see a guy, a lot of guys gossip like bitches. Yeah, no, they definitely do. I'm like, I mean, Damn. I used to have a homie that was like that, and I had to dub him. I ain't talked to him since, but he was definitely a snake. How do you think you've been able to kind of like separate yourself from all of that? Because I know in this industry it has to be hard. Oh yeah, no, nah, it was kind of disappointing finding out how fake this whole thing is like you were here that the industry is fake and stuff like that we're like ah that's because they're not in it but like of course yeah like i've had a like a few big names like personally hit me up and personally call my phone don't know how they got my number but like i was so excited and everything like that just to find out that they they really ain't all what they said they've been please remind me one day to tell your story about how my client got me propositioned by somebody. Uh-huh. Well, we thought he was cool as shit, and turned out he was just trying to have, like, some type of weird kinky threesome with my camera. 
<laughs> I swear to God. I'm a ph- I do photography and I do PR outside of my work here. Yeah. So I was trying to get said person on, on, on my um, client show because he does a vodcast too. So lo and behold, after being dubbed for three months, mm. all I remember the conversation was about like $250 in the Mohegan Sun and to bring my camera. And my boy, and my and my client, my homeboy. I'm like, um, that's a no for me, sir. Ah, uh, uh, that's, that's different. Yeah, and this uh, person has stature. I just can't say this on it. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it because the the couple names that hit me up, like I just I feel like that would be a r- clout chase type thing. Oh, so welcome to the industry. <laughs> but on that note, how about you introduce us to the track? Yeah, this is Last Last Time and another one of my greats. So guys, if you're fucking with the Last Last Time from Alvakine, please definitely drop them fires. We want to see what you guys have to say. Um, shout out to DJ Chase in the building. Once again, shout out to Bossy V and Stormy Murphy and Abe from Detroit in the motherfucking building. I love chilling with you guys here every Tuesdays, 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. on DTF Radio, sponsored by Talon Wave. Let's go. And we back and we back and we back. What'd you think of that last, last time, guys? I know that has you in your fields. I know it had me in my fields. That's all I got to say. I like that your music comes, so please forgive me how I put this because, so, once again, I was the emo kid growing up, right? Yeah. So, you remember the vibes you get when you heard the Immigrant Heap song, ooh, what you say? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, that's how I feel like sometimes when I hear this song, because I was, like, I was approached last week with your you know, your music and everything. So, me, I go through my whole different field. Yeah. So, I'll listen to it. So, I have a process. I'll listen to it sober like four or five times before I listen to it high. Then I have to listen to it high for at least a good night. And then I have to listen. Like, I go through a whole process to hear it like different ways because I like making the different conclusions with it. Yeah. You know, and since you said it was um country... Emo. Emo. I was like, okay, so it does make sense (laughs) where I hear some, I like, I want to say that was like a little bit of a guitar. Yeah. (laughs) In in the sample. And I'm like, okay, like you're able to, what made you think to to mix both genres? I would say like, I am a huge country fan. Yeah, but. To mix the two is extremely uncommon, and it's just like, how did you make it flow perfectly? <laughs> I, I think, I think with uh, with all the music that I've heard, like that's just that's really what, cause like yo, I don't know if you ever like you had to hear it, like don't take the girl. Mm-hmm. You heard that song? Yeah. Like that's one of my top country songs. Joy straight the chair. Mm-hmm. That's another one. Like, those kind of songs that tell stories, and then they got, like, a twist to it. Like, I can't like I can't tell you. Like, that is my favorite part of music. Like, having a twist or making words that you think mean something mean something else. 
Um, how has living in different places also shaped your music? Oh, it's made me sadder, honestly. Being like, down here by myself, alone, with nobody. L- like, did the different cultures, like, change the music at all? No, definitely. Like, um, because I, from being down there in Miami, like, they had a whole different music than going to, like, Atlanta and then going to Florida and then coming to Oklahoma and... Like, so now certain songs would, like, put me in different mindsets. Like, uh, the song Nelly and Tim McGraw did. Oh, my God. Over, over and, and over, over again. again. Yes, it's one of our top ones, too. But as soon as I hear it, I think about, uh, like, I cannot help but think of Atlanta. And uh, Nelly's song with uh, Kelly Rowland. Yeah. Uh, I, I always think of, it would be, yeah, that would be Atlanta. No, yeah, Atlanta. And then Life Jennings brings me back to Florida. So, like, now all these songs, like, just bring me back to a different place on the earth, which is really awesome to me. Don't take the girl that's clearly Oklahoma. <laughs> so, if you had to collaborate with either a country singer or an emo, I guess an emo-influenced mu- musician, because I don't want to say emo artist and, like, feel like I'm judging people. Yeah. Um, Who would it be? If I had to choose between country or... No, who would you choose? Just, uh, like, people from the two genres that you, you currently mix with. Okay, yeah. So, you can already tell Tim McGraw is, is one of my top. So, yeah, I would I would definitely do a collab with Tim McGraw. I would do a collab with Rod Wave and, of course, Trippy Red. Like, cause he different. And... Rest in peace, but I definitely wanted to do one with Juice World. See, uh, Juice World was a hit or miss with me, and I'll keep it a stack with you. Yeah. Um, Lucid Dreams was the only one that obviously caught my attention, but that was because it was pretty much put everywhere. Yeah. Um, what people call him the greatest, I don't believe that, honestly. I think that that was coming from more of his freestyle skills. Maybe in the freestyle, yes. But at the same time, they kind of want to put him on legend status because he died. Yeah. And if we're going to really go into the context of his death, he overdosed on pills to get the fuck away from the cops. Yeah. Now, that was a motherfucking understatement. No, No, he was already, he already had, like, even before that, he was doing more pills than Bibby thought he was doing. Yeah. Like, he thought he was on three or four pills, and he said later on he found out he was on six or seven. And then on top of that, like, it was too much. It just... A lot of his music is hit hit or miss, though, even with me. But, like... Well, we're talking about this this era, (laughs) right now? Yeah. Everything's a fucking hit or miss. (laughs) Yeah. That's because everything is just in and out of the mainstream. People are late. Like, they are... They have short attention spans. I don't know about you, but I can't listen to mainstream anymore. No, I stopped a long time ago. It really bothers me to listen to what the radio stations now think is acceptable. Um, and I have friends who work in high places. Yeah. And because they always go and tell me, it's like, listen, I wish I could pitch one of your clients to them. But because the ad budget says this and this says that and this, I'm just like. Nah, this day and age, sex sells. Like, I think, like, the hottest in the game right now is because it's like, all about the sex. 
it's the best thing I think right now for any artist in general to just be independent and go for all these independent outlets. Because yeah. in the end of the day, look, look at you. In two years, your following is this much. <laughs> yeah. And all you're doing is your own thing. That's a fact. And it's it's, it's crazy because, like, the, the artist I told you, I'm just going to shout him out, Russ, because that's my man. Yo, I've read Russ's book. I followed his story, like, even before, like, everything started getting real crazy for him. Like, he was just somebody I was so inspired by. Yeah. So, when Russ says that don't sit here and wait and just promote one freaking album or mixtape for six months, put out a single every day. I mean, uh, not every day, but every week. He was like, put out a single a week for a whole year, because he said he put out a single a week for, like, he said a year and a half type shit. Yeah, and that's how he got noticed because he just kept pushing it in front of people's because faces. Because he kept grabbing his fan base and getting everybody and, and engaging, and like he was just growing bigger and bigger. And then once he did, he was making his own money because when you think about it, it it's pretty much like the the snowball run it rolling downhill. You start with one song, then you got ten songs. Somebody might not like one song, but somebody not like you know nine and ten, but there there's somebody that would like all of them. And then you're just building fans as you go. So once you got 100 songs and you got those core fans, they're going to listen to all those 100 songs and run your streams up, and you're getting paid off all of that. What do you feel like you need as an artist to keep moving forward? Because like, like we're saying, it's not easy. You have your core fan base, but still, it's still hard to just go and keep putting out music and just like, you know, do you have a team? I mean, I know you came with your manager. Yeah. Um, But like... What do you feel like you need, especially around these times where things are still hard to get to? Yeah, no, definitely. Right now, the hardest thing is, like, organization, especially, like, with just me and my manager. And, of course, Bianca, she helps where she can. She's, like, an excellent PR, but, like, you know, she's not my personal PR type thing. She has her own things that she got to do and take care of. So, like, just the organization of uploading to all these different sites, and then trying to make music, write music, mix music, and like figure out when that's coming out. And like even now, I got maybe 40 songs that are done. And like that's that's the whole reason. Like I told you, I listened to Russ, and he said, "Don't just start this so you rushing to make music." He was saying, "Make sure you got at least 20, 30 songs like in in the vault." But like I'm I'm also creating new songs like every night, just because like I have to, and. There's so much things that happen, and it's just where I feel most comfortable. Just are you recording from home now all the time, or all the time? But like, there there are people who would invite me to their studios, and we go, and just because we want to see what their studios are like, and just because we want to network. <laughs> Got a network. What has been the hardest part of your journey? Being away from my family. It is very hard. Being down here by myself. Mm. <laughs> but I, I I keep telling myself it's necessary. We've already done so much. Do you still try to go visit even though, like, with the pandemic and everything? or? Is yeah. So, like, I mean, it's only, like, 150 bucks to fly to Oklahoma City. But it's, like, I want to go, but I know that I have to come back. And it's, all, it's always harder to leave than it is to come visit. And so. No, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. 
Um, Bossy V commented. She says, I agree. I stay making music. That's exactly what she should do. That is very, I mean, you can only get better when you stay making music. Good job, Bossy V. I want to hear her music, too. <laughs> so when you're not making music and you're not in touch with your fan base, what are we doing? Uploading mm, to what is like uh, the... Well, we're not doing work. Okay, so we're not doing anything about music. We're not doing anything regarding music. What are you doing for you? Since I've been down here, it has just been about music. Because, like, I used to play the game. I used to love to play stuff like Assassin's Creed or Elder Scrolls or, like, just... Call of Duty. I mean, all of these were like, that's literally where my name came from. It's my gamer tag. And I miss that. Like, just hanging out with my little brother and just playing the game. And, like, we would just play the game, drink, order pizza. Like, that is, like, the basic thing. But it is, that is, like, a, a, a good time in my life. So, as an artist, right, and being that this was the year, like, the last year and a half was the year of, the creative um while we're talking about you know self care and all of that how important is that for us the creatives to be taking care of ourselves because you know if our mind's not working our talents aren't working i feel like that depends on your brand because if you're not being honest in your music and if you don't believe it then your fans are gonna gonna know people who hear it are gonna know and like this is legit me like um when y'all have rainstorms and stuff like that mm -hmm. i will i'm always in my car and like or i'm always outside because when it rains and storms that's literally when i feel the safest i could ever feel i know it's weird but no yeah i i, I used to like when it snowed until i broke my arm so i i understand that feeling well you slipped um, I was at work and I slipped on black ice and mm. I broke this arm in like three places. That sounds painful. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but tons of morphine. <laughs> sounds less painful. It was so less painful. <laughs> I slept like two whole weeks not realizing I slept two whole weeks. Mm. It was awesome. <laughs> um, I don't like the snow. I like the rain. I used to love it because it used to make you think about like good times right it just wasn't our fault that we kind of had a pandemic that yeah. kind of changed everything like uh, it didn't even make me want to go out afterwards yeah but everything was changing before that too because like we used to be out like even on halloween we used to be out to like three in the morning now halloween ends at like eight first of all it didn't even feel like halloween this year can we just talk about that yeah no you're definitely right yeah i was just like wait it's how but then no 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 um no holiday really felt like a holiday this year. Yeah, and it, it feels a little less like holidays every year. Because I can tell you now, this is my first year in New York City and I did not get to see the ball drop. In your defense, no one saw the ball drop? I know, that's what I'm saying. They canceled the ball drop on the year that I come down to New York City. And that's like the main thing New York City is known for. 
the city of dreams, obviously, but the ball drop is supposed to be like fantastic. That's where all eyes is on the ball drop in New York City every year. I'm pretty sure they did the digital ball drop, but I wasn't even watching it. I went to go, and the police were blocking the roads, and they were telling people that they cannot come here. Are they? Are they kidding? That's very serious. There was actually a woman who uh, who's who stays in New York and stays in Times Square, and like on the on the TV they were showing all the stuff, and then she was like this. She was on her live, and she was like, "This is bullshit," and <laughs> showed that it was not happening right now. None of that was happening. So I was upset. Have you ever been to the ball drop? No, yeah. I'm in the I'm that New Yorker that doesn't go to the ball drop because I'd rather just be home sometimes, or like I'd rather be like with my loved ones. Yeah, be I feel like it gets too congested in Manhattan, and it's already congested as it is. So on top of that, when you're taking the train too, yeah, especially now, like they make sure like all the trains, especially on the holidays. And super early because New York just sucks like that. And we have a <laughs> shitty-ass mayor. De Blasio? De Blasio. Oh, you're not a fan? Oh, sweetie, you haven't been here that long. <laughs> you try being here. I'll give here. you that. I'll give you that. I, I see a lot of hate for de Blasio. Listen, de Blasio really didn't handle this shit well with the COVID. Him and Cuomo had a pissing contest. Him, Cuomo, and Trump, actually, had a whole pissing contest. See, I knew about the Cuomo and Trump. Yeah, because... Cuomo didn't want to shut down. Trump wanted to shut the entire East Coast down. Mm. I didn't know that. Like the tri-states. So we're talking about New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, PA had a high COVID rate. Mm. So they wanted to continue staying shut down. Or I think it was Cuomo that wanted to stay shut down. But there was no no financial anything going into the city. So we needed to open back up. You know, so many businesses went out of. Yeah, no, no. You guys definitely lost a lot of money with y'all's businesses not being able to run. And like, I'd rather have just stayed. My first thought was, okay, the apocalypse is ending. I'm going to Greece. Bye. <laughs> I will say, though, like, the whole ball drop, there's a woman, and then another couple of people told me that that's the kind of thing that you will want to do once. But you will only want to do it once. Oh, no. You're going to definitely only want to do it once. Yeah. Um, a lot of these touristy stuff, like like going to the top of the Rockefeller, going to the Eiffel... No, I was about to say Eiffel Tower. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're well, in ha- Paris now. Uh, listen, I want to go everywhere. <laughs> um, Empire State Building. I'm sorry. Yeah. Even even the Freedom Towers, right? Um, They're both... Thing- they're all amazing and beautiful things. Yeah. But after the whole bullshit you got to go through to get there, then to walk up all of that, you're just to be like, yeah, I'll do it once. Yeah. 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 No. They said people are literally shoulder to shoulder, and that is not exaggerating. And they say that it smells. People are really loud, rude, drunk. You don't want to be that close to people. And it is easily not, not fun. It's hot even when it's cold. Pretty too many much. people. So I understand why they canceled it because we definitely would have had a. I'm just a natural problem. New Yorker. Yeah. You know. Y'all mad rude here though. Or what? Y'all are rude. Like New Yorkers are very rude. I thought it was just like some movie stuff. Um, not all of us. 
I want to honestly talk mad shit about people from Brooklyn and the Bronx, but I'm not going to do that today. Because <laughs> y'all got to be mad far for no fucking reason. Take three buses to get the fuck over here. Mm, three uh, buses to get to Brooklyn. Three buses for me to get to Brooklyn. I'm glad you're okay, too, because, no, that was the subway. I just read a whole story about some dude that was just riding the subway, stabbing people. What? Yeah, they just caught him. Dude literally rode the subway, stabbed a homeless dude, got back on the subway, covered in blood, rode about two hours another way, got out, stabbed a couple other people, got back on the train. And people thought that he was, it was like when they see him covered in blood, I guess there's so much crazy stuff that happens, like people be recording making videos and movies they thought it was a show sorry v i can't get a license anytime soon and y'all want to have fucking buses that only go over here <laughs> that ain't my fault yeah um but no not all people so here's the thing because new york is so congested and there's so many different types of people for a person like you that you could tell you naturally smile sometimes yeah um, and you have a very nice smile, by the way. Thank Don't let you. your girl kill me, though. <laughs> um, people think it's weird because people are so wrapped up in New York, unfortunately, in their own lives yeah. that a person to be smiling and randomly saying hi yeah. in the middle of the fucking street, like, okay, who the fuck are you? Right. <laughs> that's, that's literally how it is, too. Um, is. Like, I used to be so... like. I'm still nice. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And I swear to God, if anyone on this live wants to say otherwise. <laughs> um, shit. Um, so it just gets hard sometimes because you when you it's not good to be too nice here in New York. Yeah. If you want to say that, because once again, New York is like Cali. New York is like Florida. It's like any other place that has an industry. That you yeah, it's, it's fake here, too. I'll give you that. You like, know, I just we got into it. Like we didn't get into it like that, but like there was a, a homeless person, and he was asking for cash. I was like, "All I have is a card, man." He was like, "Okay, well, can you buy me a burrito?" So I'm like, "Okay." Pull up to the Taco Bell, and like um, I'm gonna buy him a burrito, and then like he starts telling me what he wants on his burrito. So I'm like, "Okay, well, he wants you know no onions, bean burrito, add beef. Okay, cool. Give him a burrito." And, like, go to it, pay for it. I was like, okay, you can just get a burrito to him. They give him the burrito. And he's like, hey, man, thanks a lot. You got a cigarette? <laughs> I'm just like, yo. Damn. No, I don't have a cigarette. Like, yo. I mean, wait, 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 just... wait. So you bought him a burrito, then he asked you for a bogey. Yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> that's what y'all call him here, bogeys. He was like, all right, man. Hey, man, you got a, you got a bogey, too? And I was like, come on, man. No, I don't. Like, get out of my window, too. Like, stop doing that. Like, yo, ain't that some shit? Like, only in New York, though, you can have someone begging for food right no begging for money for food right yeah but then if you do you you have to actually go buy him the food though because they're gonna go take the money and go buy some liquor or drugs or whatever the case may be yeah there's another guy like that too that did that video and he was saying that he got enough food so he was actually saying that the reason he gets food and puts it in his lap so they will stop just telling him okay i'll give you get you some food he's i got enough fucking food He's like, I don't want no more food. I'm trying to go buy some other shit. And he just, like, straight up said, I need some crack. Like, I was like, wow. 
I mean, uh, at least he was honest about it. I can understand honesty, but God, man, like, come on. Like, people are, are still helping. They just don't want to support you buying crack. Yeah, no one's going to give you the money to buy crack. I'll give you the money for a burrito. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you $3. <laughs> right. But, yeah, you don't know. And the way y'all answer the doors here, y'all say what or who? Oh, damn. V bought someone breakfast from McDonald's and threw it on the floor with an attitude. First of all, we don't drop no fucking <laughs> hotcakes like that. That's a sin, B. Such they a sin. threw it on the floor with an attitude? With an attitude. I Listen, man, I'd be happy if I got me some hotcakes from, like, the big meal from McDonald's. Yeah. What? That is That's rude. Yeah, like, people are just <laughs> out of control. But no, y'all, y'all definitely different here. Listen, you just got to know how to navigate it because honestly, it's not all of us. Like I could sit here talking with wild attitude and then like a lot of like a a lot of these people see me on the side like, hey, you good. You want me to go get you like you look shit. You look like shit. What can I get for you? Right. You seem like a nice person, though. I try. Yeah. It depends if you piss me off, though, then I'll turn totally Greek on you and just curse you the fuck out. I think that's like anybody in New York City. Drop oh, crazy oh, too. Oh no no, I'm Greek, sweetie. Oh, you Greek? I'm Greek. I'm not. I'm not just anyone. I'm Greek. I will. Getting me mad is not fun. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, I I just hence why I smoke a lot of weed, <laughs> so I don't have to ever be that person unless it comes to business. You went to the mythology too. What? Mythology. Greek See, mythology. Yeah, I have. I do have a pretty much like I. I have a New York attitude and a Greek mentality. Um, my oh, mom and my see. dad had like. I'm asking, like, were you ever into that mythology? Oh, mythology! I thought you said mentality. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> Be- what? That, that was should- one of my favorite things. I used to love reading uh, about like Nyx, the goddess, and like night and day. Yeah. Um, it always used to get me like in my. Like, it would just have, like, some spiritual, like, thing for me. I like the whole the whole fantasy part of it. Like, Pegasus and Greek gods and throwing down thunderbolts. And like, I never know if it's actually been real or not. Yeah. Because mythology, once again, supposed to be a myth. But right. we don't know what happened before the predated times. Yeah, and they were closer to <laughs> the beginning than we were. So that's why I always like that. There is a book. I got to find it, and I'll send it to your DM that you might want to read. It talks about, like, the whole background about, like, Greek myths and shit like that. Uh, I would definitely want to read that. And anything you have on about aliens, because, like, I am all for that, too. Oh, these, like, goddess of love. Like, I really feel like, I don't feel like there was really a goddess of love, because if that was the case, remember, they also said Cupid was a god. Cupid was a god, wasn't he? Cupid was supposed to be a god or an, or an angel in a way. Right. It's for the wings. and Yeah, with the goddess of love. What 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 does that have to do with, uh, what was it, Medusa? The 12, so the 12 gods of Olympics was Athena, Aphrodite, Zeus. Uh, Aphrodite wasn't the goddess of love? She was the goddess of love. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, you're going to make me want to remember that. I will definitely look all that up. <laughs> no, Hercules was a demigod because he was the son of Zeus and Hera. Right. Um. Oh, jeez, I'm sounding like a total nerd right now. But tell me about these ba- sad vibes, <laughs> man, because shit. Um. 
what is going on with the sad vibes? Why are we sad? <laughs> why? Why? You you look happy. You smile. Poor K. They, I mean, they say the people who smile the hardest are probably the ones who are the saddest. But I think it stems of just not being where I want to be in life. Like, nothing's ever good enough. Nothing's ever enough. Like, it's more, more. Like a year ago, I would I would love to be where I'm at right now. I mean, I'm here talking to you on DTF Radio in New York City with like 12, 13K followers and a very engaged 25K, actually. <laughs> Listen, I'm the PR here, too. I have to know yeah. this shit. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, from all the platforms and everything like that. And like, I wanted to be here a year ago. And now that I'm here, it's just, it's not enough. Like now I want to be up there i want to be at the same parties with some of these artists like i was at the party with kodak black and that was a milestone but i still want more like i want to be next to kodak black i want to be talking to trippy or like drinking while trippy's like fucking smoking like type shit and i'm sure once i get there then i want more from there too and it's a depressing hole it's never having enough and you got a whole clothing line for it, though. I like it. Yeah. No, no, no. This is the whole brand. So, like, that's what. That's all I wear now is the brand's clothing. So, about to start a merch store and everything like that. Because, you know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I checked online, and there's literally not a hoodie you can buy anywhere that says sad vibes on it. I checked. Everywhere. Very heavily. Bad vibes is the closest you get. So people like to be bad but not sad? Right. Nobody really likes sad vibes. I mean, but then again, how do you classify bad then? Because then they got bad lady, a bad bitch, <laughs> bad, like, yo, she was just bad. Yeah. Like, bad and, like, bad at what? You see, like, bad can be used in, in multiple, like, like you can't really call a girl a sad bitch. Yeah. Well, like they do call it call people like sad bitches in Oklahoma City, but it means something completely different. Oh shit! Yeah, like the whole S A D stands for a whole acronym. So, uh, do we want to know this acronym <laughs> on there, or you want to tell me the software? Obviously, uh, yeah, you can pretty much guess. It's you know. Oh God. Yeah. I don't want to think about that right now. All right, we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll talk about it like after, but yeah, no. You can't find sad vibes anywhere, so I'm going to be the person who puts it out on everywhere. So how about you introduce it for us? Okay. Sad Vibes is a brand, and that's pretty much all it's about. And it's a song. And it's a song, and it's referenced in a lot of songs. And we're going to get to play that right now if you introduce it for us. Okay. This is Sad Vibes and the brand, and... I hope y'all enjoy it. We back, we back, we back. Out, out. That was <laughs> sad vibes from Alvakine. He just learned about how many bones I honestly broke in my body, and about how I got kidnapped. I've lived a life I've lived. <laughs> well, um, we talked about that in all in like two minutes. So. Yeah, right. I was <laughs> honestly trying to pitch my photography, but the fact that I got kidnapped and that was leading to the story about how KDK became KDK, the radio host, and then. Yeah. 
and then a PR. But, you know, if you want, KDK Photography is taking February and March bookings. We have now opened our studio up in Astoria, Queens. If you have not booked your shoot, book it. It's 2021. It looks like everything might open again. Yeah. We're doing everything in our power to be COVID free. So book a shoot. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be booking one. Yes. I'm definitely with that. And it's on air. He can't <laughs> lie about it now. Can't go back on that. Can't. So. Um, but I want to thank you for being here today. Um, thank you for being on with me. Um, the next twenty before we go into like our music break, Bossy V, hit me up if you are. I got you. We'll talk. Um, I ask this question to everyone. Um, and without music, who would Alvakine be? An entrepreneur. An entrepreneur, really? Definitely. S- selling what? I would literally sell anything I can get my hands on. But what I would legally, more than likely, okay. Legally. Okay. Legally, I would I would be flipping Airbnbs, selling houses. I would go ahead and go take out a loan and I would buy a couple starter houses and get them as fixed up as best as I could. And I would use that money to invest in um the dividend stocks. Oh. So eventually I can just live life and not have to work. And I would just be getting paid every month and making money in my sleep. And my money would literally be making money for me. How old are you? (laughs) I'm 27. You're younger than me? (laughs) I'm about to be 29. Get the fuck out of here. What? No, you look like you're about, I say 22. God bless your soul, but no, I wish I was. <laughs> wow. God, you a baby. Oh, wow. You got one year. <laughs> you calling me a baby. Listen, anyone, honestly, I feel like I'm already at the end of my 20s. Yeah. Essentially. So I feel like everyone under the age of 28 is a baby to a me. A baby now. <laughs> and I don't mean to. It really, I don't mean to be like that with yeah. people. It just... Because everyone I know, I'm usually the youngest. Yeah. So then hearing someone younger than me is like, well, fuck. You're a baby <laughs> compared to me. No, no, I get it. But no, definitely. I don't, I just, I want to get to a place to where I can literally travel the world, sleep all day, play the game with my family, go on vacations, and just not have to, like, get out of the rat race. So right. I'm going to get there by any means, like... And that know my love. So we could get into our music break. We could take our flicks. Um, we're gonna get into our mega mix, you know. And yeah, this is where can we find you? Uh Alvokine is a pretty you can pretty much Google and find everything. But yeah, on uh, Instagram it's I am Alvokine and Alvokine is A L V A K I N E. Exactly how it sounds. And it just Type me into Google, and you find everywhere. Do people ask you a lot about the name? Like, where did it come from? Since I've started all these, like, I've done a lot of interviews now. Mm-hmm. That's Every why I didn't want to ask you that, like, really, like, ask that. Yeah, but, yeah, no. A lot of people ask me that because everybody always starts off, like, they don't even know how to say it. First of all, I thought it was, like, Alvakin, like, Anakin Skywalker type thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you said, like, um, Alvakin. Mm-hmm. And, like, no, people normally say, like, um, 
There's another uh, another artist. His name is Alkaline. Yeah, that's why I thought Alkaline. Yeah. And I was like, did I spell it wrong? <laughs> I'm like, I got Alkaline Water. Yeah, so like Alkaline is the artist. And like people, like when they say they know Alkaline, they call me like it was like um, Al- uh, Alkaline. Yeah. yeah. Alkaline is what people start off with. But yeah, once they say it right the first time, they always say it right. It's not too hard. So, guys, once again, this was our lovely interview with our lovely guest. We're going to go into that sad vibes again, kicking it into our music break. This is our mega mix for tonight. Come back, maybe talk a couple of topics. We'll see how we're feeling. But <laughs> this has been Welcome to the Raw Zone on DTF Radio, powered by Talon Wave. Um, if you don't know, now you know. Submit your shit to mnrbooking.gmail.com. And we'll be back, guys. Hold on.